Okay. All right. Well, welcome back. This is Two Beards in a Bible. I'm John Swaino. I'm Dave Tenney. And we welcome you. We hope that uh, you follow along with us and, and look into the scriptures with us. If you have questions, then by all means, you can pose those, I suppose, in the comments. I suppose that's yeah, how that works. Or whatever. Or send us an email or... Yeah. However or, you... Or leave us an angry phone message. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are idiots. <laughs> Today we're going to start out with Luke 12. Uh, and uh, starting at verse 1. And Dave's going to go ahead and read a little bit of that, and then we'll pause and, and talk a little bit. Yeah, I think I'll read the first three verses. I don't, I don't know if I can go much further than that. Okay. It says, In the meantime, when an innumerable multitude of people had gathered together so that they trampled one another, he began to say to his disciples, First of all, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. For there is nothing covered that will not be revealed, nor hidden that will not be known. Therefore, whatever you have spoken in the dark will be heard in the light, and what you have spoken in the ear and inner rooms will be proclaimed on the housetops. All right. Okay. What do you think about that? Well, it's more talking more about hypocrisy and how dangerous that is. And it kind of does spread like a spread like a cancer, you yeah. know, to use a different term. But they, they're talking about the leaven of the Pharisees. And we know that a little bit of leaven does a lot. I find it interesting that he uses the example of leaven. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, the Pharisees would have hated leaven. Right. You know, that was, a, that was like an unclean thing. Right. And Jesus picked that thing to describe what, I guess, their religious error was like. Yeah. You know, and and I guess eleven would be a, a, an error too, as far as you know. Uh, what was it, certain times of the year that they well it would be on the Sabbath? Uh -huh. They had to get rid of eleven in their household. And when when you think about things, statements like that, and we've mentioned this before, that Christ had a way of using those words. You know that that really you meant, I never thought about that, but that really is kind of a dig. You it know, is at, at, at them and a way for them to to get their attention and to try to maybe rattle the cage a little bit. No, oh, yeah. you said you know as soon as he said the leaven of the Pharisees, I'm sure the Pharisees were just. Right. I can't right. believe you're saying that to us. So yeah, that, that's uh, and so when people, you know, often say, well, the the Bible is boring and flat and bland and there's just nothing exciting there. I mean, there's. There's every bit as much excitement there as, as in any screenplay yeah. that you could write. I would say, obviously, you've never read the Bible. Right. <laughs> and, and read it with any understanding. Yeah. You know? It always blows me away when I, when I talk to somebody who perceives that they're an educated person, mm -hmm. and then they don't know anything about the Bible. Right. They, they have totally ignored the greatest book that's ever been written. Right. You know, but they may, they may know about, uh, you know... Uh, Socrates or whatever they may they right. may have some other uh, knowledge of ancient literature, mm -hmm. but they don't have any any knowledge of of God's word. Right, and, and you know, they, well, we could open up a can of worms and talk about how the educational system kind of points that way. Oh, it does. You know, yeah. uh, even in college, I, I went to a quote unquote Christian college, religious organization. A Methodist college. college, I believe. No, they were actually Quaker. They were Quaker. Uh, okay. In their, in their deep Did you have to wear rooms. that suit? No. Like on the oatmeal? <laughs> they got rid of that the year before I got oh, there. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
you know, in and even even then, I took a class one time, uh, and if I've told you the story already, forgive me, but uh, I took a class one time. It was a philosophy class. It was required for my degree, and um, they uh, the, the the professor had us write a paper on the nature of good and evil, but don't use the Bible as a source. So you know, how do you do that? And and just even having you know what I what ended up what I ended up doing after much thought is I went ahead and wrote a, wrote a paper and I used the Bible and fully expected to fail the class. Yeah, and I ended up getting a B plus. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the uh, just even having a, an assignment like that, how many of the people in that class were sheep? Yeah, and just said, okay, well, yeah, of course we can we can talk about good without the scriptures. Well, Where does good come from? Exactly. You know, how can you, how can you, how, how can you have any kind of meaningful measurement of good without Christ? Yeah, I, I'm totally with you. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's, uh, well, but, but, but all of, all, that's the leaven, you know. Yes. Of, of hypocrisy. You know, people were really excited. It says that they trampled one another. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, these people were, they were excited to hear what he had to say. Right. So they're all bunched in here and he says this crazy thing and he gets the Pharisees all worked up. He says, for there is nothing covered that will not be revealed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when with the, I, I think that all goes into the idea of, you know, uh, when you're reading uh, Revelation, I think it's uh, chapter 20. Where he talks about, you know, the books being opened, uh-huh. you know, and, and all things are going to be made known. Right. You know, every, every secret we have is going to be revealed. Right. Nothing's hidden from God. Right. And that's uh, and that's something that, that's a, a, an idea that is lost, that is lost in our human mind sometimes. You know, when, yeah. we, when we deceive, when yeah. we, we set out to deceive somebody, we think, well, only we can know that. We're not there yet, but, you know, right. Jesus talks about, um, you know, every hair on our head being numbered. Right. You know, the idea is... Even the ones that are gone. Yeah. <laughs> every hair that's on your head, yes. <laughs> See, he's got an easier job for you. Exactly. Well, you got you got more facial hair. Yeah, I've tried to make up for it. I say someday when I'm mature, I'll be able to grow a full beard like you can. <laughs> well, I, I have... I don't think mine's full. <laughs> My brother-in-law can grow a good beard. Oh, uh, yeah, Tony? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Probably in like half an hour, too. Right, I think you know? so. Mm-hmm. Uh. So, yeah, there, there's that, uh, as we look at that, it's the, uh, you know, Jesus is warning everybody, you know, not to yield to that public opinion. And, uh, you know, when we think of those that are, seemingly religious and but they're devoid of true loyalty to god yeah and we see that again you know this stuff still applies to us today we can still see these yeah i mean threads through through humanity the problem that christianity has is there are so many fakes out there Mm -hmm. you know uh, mankind has ruined christianity right and and people see the things that uh, people do in the name of God, and they say, you know, this is just a bunch of bull. Yeah. You know, and 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 look where we're at. Right. You know, because yeah. we, we've gone away from, you know, trying to teach what God's word has revealed to us to, yeah. to like some thing that some dude made up. I talked about that on Sunday again. We were talking about giving. 
uh, we were talking about, you know, benevolence, the, the, the things that the church is able to do. And, I, and it, it really bothers me that, uh, it, it bothers me because the, the world makes it out to seem like we're so mean because we, we look for authority in the scriptures and we don't act without that authority. And we don't have any authority for the church to feed every mouth on earth. And, 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 but there are so many religious bodies out there that claim Christ that do those things without the biblical authority, and it makes them look so good in the eyes of mankind. And, and uh, you know, we, we have to, uh, my statement is that we, as the church individually, uh, have to step up and, and, and be those that are above reproach. Yeah. We're, this is not what we're going to study today, but, you know, yeah. obviously you've just done a lot of studying this, but, you know, uh, you know, the church is limited in what it can do, mm -hmm. but Christians aren't. You right. know, there is no limit on what you can do as an individual. As long as it's within the, the yeah. purview of God's will. Yeah, you can yeah. do whatever you want to, mm -hmm. to help people and to do whatever. And that's a... And, and that, that presents as a, you know, as a, as the one who might be answering the phone at the church building, <laughs> you know, it puts you in a, in a spot that I don't, I'm not, I don't enjoy being in when someone calls and says, Hey, could you give to the, to such and such food pantry? And then you set in to explain that, well, you know, we, we, we don't have authority scripturally to, to do that from, from the treasury of the church. And then in, in and then it might even get deeper because it may be, uh, a group that that I know to be not in not not something I want to put my name to. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know, and and then it gets and then it gets even it even gets more stickier. complicated. So, but there are organizations out there that you can donate money right, to that absolutely. are doing good work and right. Um, you know, uh, anytime I can find a way to to help somebody one on one, that's the best way. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's yeah, that's the most powerful use yeah. of, of God's word. I think giving to uh, some other organization to do the job that you're supposed to be doing is like the lazy person's way out. Right. Exactly. You know? Check. And, and exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just, uh, let, and that's what we do in our society today is that we write a check to fix problems. Yeah. You want to read through verse seven? Yep. Let's do that. Where, where are we at? You dropped four, a, four to seven. All right. So starting at verse 4 of Luke 12. And I say to you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body, and after that have, have no more that they can do. But I will show you whom you should fear. Fear him who, after he is killed, has power to cast into hell. Yes, I say to you, fear him. Are not five sparrows sold for two copper coins, and not one of them is forgotten before God? But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Do not fear, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. Yeah, so I, I think we just referenced that before. Yeah. But, you know, um, I, I sum this up this way. Don't fear man, trust God. Mm -hmm. That's kind of, I think, what he's getting at here. Yeah. And uh, he says, don't be afraid of those that can kill the body. Right. Um, don't be afraid of uh, things that can kill the body. Right. Um, I think we've seen, like, with right now, you know, with with this year and the past year with all the coronavirus stuff, mm -hmm. uh, people are really worked up, afraid that they're going to die. Right. And uh, 
that's not the thing you should be afraid of. Right. <laughs> that yeah. should be your least, as a Christian, that should be your least concern. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. There's, uh, you know, there's, I, I'll be, I'll be honest in, in the way that, that some of, some of the, uh, Brethren, and even you know, to some degree, some of the things that that we've done uh, as a as a whole, as a church, uh, in during this pandemic, I'm not I'm not a hundred percent comfortable with. No, <laughs> and 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 I, you know, as we've as we've said, it, it's gonna that's gonna be between between us and God the choices that we make. But you know, when we're told here to fear those that can kill the soul, not to fear those things that can kill the body. You know, what, what, um, yeah. So why are we afraid of, uh, uh, you know, some, a virus or anything right. else? Right. I know, uh, we met at, at our congregation. Uh, we did close for about two or three months, probably three months. And, uh, we came back together and, uh, one of our elders said, you know, we were wrong. Mm -hmm. We were wrong in doing this. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, it takes a lot of takes a lot of guts to admit you're wrong about something. Right. But uh, the <clears> lesson <throat> was, is you know, this was like a test. Right. Uh, next time, we're not going to be so easily swayed. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. And, and that's you know that's an unpopular opinion. You know that that's that's not uh, it's not even an opinion. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. But, but you know that's an unpopular thought that. Uh, you know, how can you be so cold and callous as to not care about others? It's not cold and callous. It's just where you're putting your faith. It's it's the perspective. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're not, we don't want to be those that focus on this physical life because there's more to it than that. I mean, we've mentioned as an example before, look at the Egyptians and look at what they thought they were working towards, you know, and all of that material wealth that went to grave robbers. Yeah. You know, so it's. Uh, yep. Yeah. I mean, we yeah we got to make sure we're 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 focusing on the right thing. Right. Um, he talks about here. He talks about uh, the worth of different things. He says, he says he says five sparrows are sold for two copper coins, and and not one of them is forgotten before God. You know, and God, you know, all of these things are God's creation. Mm -hmm. You know, God God is um, mindful of the things that He created. Right. And. If he's mindful of like something that's common like that, how much more mindful is he of, you know, of us who whom were created in his image? Right. You know. Yeah. Again, it's 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 a per, it's an, a problem of perspective. It is. And and how we get bogged down with ourselves. Let's. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and read through verse twelve. Okay. It says, "Also, I say to you, whoever confesses me before men." Him, the Son of Man, also will confess before the angels of God. But he who denies me before men will be denied before the angels of God. And anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven him. But to him who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven. Now when they bring you to the synagogues and magistrates and authorities, do not worry about how or what you should say. answer or what you should say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say. I think there's some there's some couple of hard mm -hmm. verses in there for mm -hmm. sure. Um, he talks about confessing uh, Christ before men. Right. You know, uh, John and I are doing that right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. You know. You know. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, there there's uh, 
been people in the past that you know have been have been killed directly because of of that confession. I remember a few years ago. I don't remember if it was a movie theater or what, and there was a shooting there, and the guy said, "If there's anybody's a Christian, stand up." And somebody stood up, uh-huh. and they shot him. Uh-huh. Now that that was tough, but then another person stood up. Uh-huh. <laughs> now that's the now that's a test of faith right there. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that happened also in some of the school shootings in the past yeah. too. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And and that's and that those are those things that. Uh, you know, we, we hopefully don't have to stand up to, but we should be willing to. Yeah. We should have our, ourselves prepared for such a thing. Yeah. And, and, you know, probably the most likely thing is just in a social situation, you know, it, it's become extremely unpopular to be a Christian. You, know, you believe what? Yeah, are you a fool? <laughs> right. And, and and we get back to the whole science argument that we've talked about before that, you know, those that, as you said, those that think of themselves as learned yeah. among us would, would look down their nose at, at something as right. trivial as the scriptures. Yeah. But yeah. yet they would appeal to something that makes absolutely no sense. Right. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> right. Takes a lot of faith to be an atheist. <laughs> it does. It does. Um, he also talks in here. He talks about uh, blaspheming the Holy Spirit. We've we've talked about this before. Um, the idea is is if you look in Mark uh, chapter three, we covered this a long time ago. But the idea is is, is attributing the works of God to Satan. Yeah. That's that's what blaspheming the Holy Spirit is. See Mark chapter three. And uh, it's in verses twenty-eight through thirty. Mm-hmm. We won't re we won't rehash that. Right. But you can go back and uh, read that, and and that's what that's what that's talking about. Right. And then there's this hard verse here. He says in verse twelve, he says, "For the Holy Spirit, it says, will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say." And is that is that something that's still still today? Well, tell me what you think. I'll tell you what I think is I, I think back. I think back then maybe it was direct, mm-hmm. but today you know we can have the Holy Spirit right. teach us what to say. That's know, what I, that, through that's, God's revealed word. That's where my mind was going. Was we have, you know, we have the fruit of the Holy Spirit yeah. here. We we have the God breathed word, and, and if it's in our heart then we'll, 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 we'll know what to say. Yeah. You know, and, and right. So, but by any, uh, any kind of special, uh, direct, yeah. you know, indwelling, no. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why, why sometime you might remember, you know, I, I always just think maybe it's just repetition, but sometimes you'll just remember the right thing, mm-hmm. you know? Right. <laughs> Yeah. And, and, and the more, the more that we study, the more that will happen. It does. And, uh, and that's, that's something that, you know, I've told you many times, my, my memory is not where I want it to be. You know, I I might remember the text of a scripture, that's the way my brain works, but I don't remember the address very, very easily. And, and that's something that in time I get better at, but it is, uh, it's, that's a, that's one of the, personal struggles for me that just yeah. doesn't come easy to me yeah 
Yeah, I mean, talking about the Holy Spirit is a whole subject in itself. Right. Um, but, you know, I, I don't think there's any debate that the Holy Spirit acts upon the hearts of men. Mm-hmm. There's no debate. Mm-hmm. It's, it's how is that done is where the debate right. is. You know. you know, just today, and remind me to show you later, just today in the mail, I received a prayer cloth from some church group, and it said that I was supposed to open up that prayer cloth, and and, and it was paper. It wasn't actually cloth. Oh, I'd send that back. <laughs> <laughs> but they, uh, I'm supposed to kneel on that, and then, and then I can open up this paper. Well, I opened it anyway, and it was a prophecy made especially for me. And, well, and what did it say? And then I'm, I didn't read it to oh. have that much knowledge about it, but, <laughs> but a bunch of prosperity stuff. And, oh, and, and yeah. then there was a checklist that I'm supposed to send back with the prayer cloth that, you know, ask for, and it actually puts in there, I would like to have this much money. You know, I would like to have a new car. Wow. I would like to have a new house. You know, and it's, it's really just around that prosperity thing. But, but this, they actually said that, and I believe they actually said that the Holy Spirit has spoken this new prophecy to them. And, and, this, and, and you run into stuff like that. And people that, aren't, that haven't studied, that have never opened the, the Bible before, they're going to fall for that maybe. And Isn't think, that covetousness? Yeah. There's so <laughs> much mean, wrong with it. We could probably talk about it for hours. Yeah. I mean, and maybe, maybe someday I'm going to keep it. Yeah, we'll and, have to. I'm going to file it under... I don't know what heading I'm going to put on the filing. Things to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Utter nonsense. Yes. I, I don't know, but maybe someday we can pull that out yeah. and talk about it. But it goes hand in hand with with what we're talking about here with that verse 12 there. You know what? It's You just you were led by the Spirit because <laughs> oh, well. this next section just talks about this. All right. So we'll probably, I don't know, we'll probably read this next section here. Is it your turn? Yeah. Uh, Just read through uh, 15. All right. Verse 13 of Luke 12. Then one from the crowd said said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. But he said to him, Man, who made me a judge or an arbitrator over you? And he said to them, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things he possesses. Oh, you should send that scripture back to that church right, right. there. Well, there is a postage <laughs> paid envelope that you're supposed to send the prayer cloth because it's only on loan to you. They want you oh. to return it so that it can be sent back to somebody else. And um, and it's been only anointed to help two people at a time. So uh, but so there, this, there's this postage paid envelope, and I haven't fully thought through what might go back in that postage paid envelope. <laughs> Send a card to somebody. But, <laughs> but it, it'll definitely, uh, yeah, I'm definitely thinking that that, uh, that could be interesting. I, I thought about this verse today because, you know, I think there's a parallel between the way Jesus answers people and prayer. Okay. You know, when we pray, uh, we're supposed to pray for things that, you know, uh, are godly. Mm-hmm. And the kind of things that God's going to answer prayers for are the kinds of things that he, he's going to be the judge about what he's going to answer. Or, or these are going to be things that are going to be for our benefit. Right. Jesus gets asked these questions. 
And he never answers them in the way that the people think he's going to answer them. So he, he answers them. Uh, he says, this guy's, he, he says, hey, can you be a judge? Because obviously, you know, some of the rabbis did this. He's thinking, oh, you know, this guy's pretty smart. I'm going to have him uh, judge this problem I'm having with my uh, brother. And he says, man, who made me a judge? Or an and so instead of saying that, then he gives this lesson on covetousness. Right. Which I think he like, he just turns it around. Right. You know, and really that was probably what the guy's problem was. Right. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and that, uh, uh, you know, that, that certainly, and even, even Christ's statement there, who, who made me a judge or an arbitrator over you, uh, that might even lead you to believe that, that there was something lacking in that man's heart. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, uh. And, and it obviously is. And and when we think of the covetousness, you know, that that's one of the things that runs rampant through religious organizations. There's some, there's many around us that you know that they they directly attribute, um, you know, your your social standing and maybe how much money you've got in the bank to, to to, to your your faithfulness. And it's idolatry. Yeah. I mean, that's what it boils down to. Right. You know, we make all this stuff or junk that we have. We make it an idol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, and I, yeah. you know, I bought, you know, I, John knows this. I bought, I bought a, uh, 44 Magnum, a Ruger Redhawk. Man, I wanted one of these things forever. Right. Guess where it's at? Hmm. It's in a cabinet. Oh yeah. I haven't yeah. looked at it in a while. <laughs> and and yeah. in six months, I'll, I won't be able to find it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, where did I put that thing? Oh yeah. Yeah. There, there's, it really does, uh, speak to you know where we where we allow our heart to be it's um it's so easy to do i mean it is i I think about all the the time that that i've wasted (laughs) caring about cars in my you know in my life and and spent all the time and money and effort into you know especially before i was married when i had money (laughs) (laughs) i i would uh i would definitely uh, put a lot more into my vehicles and so on, and and that is just where, where is that now? It's rusting right. in some junkyard yeah. somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yep. So, well, John, that about wraps it up for today. All right. Well, then we thank you for joining in with us. If you've stuck with us this long, we appreciate it, and um, invite you to come back again next time. And I'm John Swaino. I'm Dave Tenney. We're two beards in the Bible signing out.